Hey everybody, Harry here for the Best Bet Corner, a Sunbet production. Hope everyone's doing well. Once again on the show today, we've got Darren, the Parlay Kid, from the Against All Odds podcast with Cousin Sal. Me, him, and his brother make up the full three pieces of the degenerate trifecta on the show. Um, we had a show this week, uh, this week, which was a lot of fun. Uh, find us on Extra Points uh, Podcast Network. And with us also, Darren's son, Michael Zaccoli, doing the producing today. Mike uh, joined us. We'll first lead into um, golf since it is the PJ Championship this week. And uh, like a little uh, less than a, a year ago, uh, me, Parlay Kid, Michael, and Brother Bry were in Long Island and where, where those guys live. And we were there hanging out, going to the golf, had a great time. So we'll come up with picks in a bit here. Uh, first in in our contest, Michael Zaccoli. Mike, you were the um, you got to be in it. You were in it this week for the first time, and you picked the winner, Justin Thomas. Thanks again for guys both coming on and nice pick on Justin Thomas, Michael. Nice one. Uh, hopefully, we get something going. Uh, we got a lot of stuff going on this week. We've got like again on BestBuyCorner dot com our golf article uh, written by uh, our pal Eric Cohen. Uh, he puts up all of our picks and. Uh, fictitious money on there so take a look at that see who we like who we're gonna play uh, a lot of stuff a lot of action this week uh with all sports you know coming uh coming to a head here uh parlay kid let's see thanks again for being on and what what do what what are you taking for this week's pga are you, are you going to be focused in on this or are you still going to be watching the other sports what are you going to be doing yeah, I think uh, why not just watch everything at this point, right, Harry? It's uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. So I think yeah, I'm going to be focused in. I'm hoping uh, my Islanders wrap up the series on Friday, which will then let me focus a little bit more on uh, the golf on Saturday and Sunday. Because you know, look, the NBA right now. I know the games have been pretty good. It's been pretty entertaining basketball, yeah. but to me, one, I'm a Knicks fan, right? So. Uh, and and two, to me, they just don't mean very much right now. These games, right? So, it's you, you had you had uh, man. How about that uh, that Nets Bucks game yesterday? Right? It was like the biggest upset in twenty five years uh, in terms of uh, incredible. That long? Well, because I was I was just uh, an hour and a half ago. We're doing this uh, doing this show uh, twelve thirty uh, Pacific, three thirty on the East Coast on. Wednesday, and uh, I was just on a radio show that I do in um, uh, the Couch in the Rube in uh, Lansing, uh, Lansing, Michigan, and that's something we just discussed too. Is like, where's the motivation for some of these teams? It's going to be fishy. I mean, of course, everybody probably yesterday was all over get an easy win out of the way, get Milwaukee money line on a parlay or something like that, and then. You know, Giannis doesn't play that much, and they they find a way to lose the game. Yeah, I that was an interesting uh, game. Uh, I I couldn't even find a line for it. Uh, it wasn't until later that I thought it went out at uh, something astronomical. And then with uh, the Cl- uh, Phoenix, I think beating the Clippers, uh, there was some type of bet you could have made that would have paid out very handsomely yeah, with that. But right. again, you, you know, you'd ask me about the golf because, uh, yeah, so I really have to, I can really focus, I think on the golf on the weekend. Uh, and as I was saying yesterday in our other podcast on extra points that, yeah, I, I wasn't into betting golf maybe until a year ago when, you know, you, Brian and Sal have always been betting the golf and I kind of jumped on board and 
Golf might be as frustrating as any other sport to bet. Uh, you really hang on every shot that the player you have uh, is is taking. Uh, so this week, yeah, this week, you know, it's it, it's a supposedly this is a tough course. Uh, Kepka seems, I mean, the, what you're hearing out of Kepka seems like he's very focused on uh, this week's tournament. Uh, going for it, a three, going for a three peat for PGA Championships. Yeah, going through a th- uh, for a three peat. The difference is though, it's it's at a, th- a different location. It's not like you're like, well, he's really he's owned this course the last two years, and now he's oh, going right. to win it. Absolutely right. So it's a different feel uh, for Kepka, but um, the fact I like the way he's sounding. I know his the odds aren't great. He might. I think he's probably right behind Justin Thomas to win this. Uh, I like two guys, and it's again, this is not a stretch. Uh, actually, I'll throw three guys out at you. Uh, I I like Bryson DeChambeau to to get right back in. He's like sixteen to one, so I think he's he's good value. Uh, I like, and I've been calling for this guy to win a tournament soon. Xander Schauffele, I like him somewhere. You could get him somewhere around twenty to one to win it, and uh, Tyrell Hatton. You can get really good odds on him as well. Probably more like 40 to one to win this tournament. I like all three of those guys in this tournament. Uh, again, if we're looking for a real long shot, I'll just go back with my my guy Hovland uh, to maybe bounce back this weekend. He's sitting at like 45 to one and he, he, he was playing great golf until the last uh, couple weeks. But yeah, what do you like, Harry? Yeah, you know, I, I like Xander, too. I, he's sixth on tour in scoring average uh, at under 69 and a half per round. Uh, he's got five top tens this year. Plays well in these tournaments, too, you know, when it, when there's a lot on the line. Um, he's got four straight top 20s, including last week where he finished sixth at St. Jude Invitational in Memphis. Uh, you know, I, I know we've mentioned it many times before, many times that uh, we have issues, all four of us betting, when it comes to Rory uh, McIlroy. Um, on, on, uh, against all odds this week, I, you know, I, as you know, Darren, I used him as my uh, best bet of the week to finish in the top 20 at minus, I think, 140. Uh, not a lot know, to know about this course here. It hasn't been used a lot in San Francisco, but in 2005, Tiger Woods won a tournament here, and in 2015, the WGC World Match Play was there in 2015, and Rory McIlroy won. So, look, I'm, I'm just basing a lot off that. If he won that tournament, match play, you know, can be grueling because it's every, you know, you just gotta you gotta bring your A game every week, every day, and if you don't, you're gonna be bounced. So he had to have been playing really well. Uh, nothing, but, you know, it, I just think that overall here, he's the guy. Maybe especially with dropping to being number three in the world. He was just number one. Now he's number three. He wants to get that claim back. He's got six top tens, uh, and he's first on tour in Eagles, if you guys didn't know. So I like that. And also, by the way, Darren, I like uh, I like John Rahm at 14 to one. Look, Halloween, I know you were jealous, but me and my buddy Tony Romo both said, both said that John Rahm's going to win a major this year. So got to start here with the PGA Championship, Rahm at 14 to one. I like that. And uh, what do you think about Morikawa? This is kind of like his uh, hometown. Um, could you know, hometown boy makes good here. Maybe does well in this tournament. I think he's a guy you could probably get decent value. Maybe look for him to finish in the top twenty this week. Put it this way: he's been so impressive 
since becoming a pro, and he's only only a year plus in. He's been so impressive, it wouldn't surprise me one bit if he's at the top of the leaderboard on Sunday. Yeah, and I'm guessing, you know what I'm thinking, Harry, and I know that they might change the course up a little bit, but this is a public course, I believe, they're playing at, right? Kind of like the way Beth Page Black is where we went last year. And my guess is if he grew up in this this town where this is being played, he must have played this course many times in his life. So sure. maybe he'll have a little a, a little advantage there. So somebody look, I'm not saying for him to win, but maybe there's very good value in him in the top 10 or top 20. Yeah, I like that. I definitely like that. But also, I like, you know, in that 2015 match play, uh, Danny Willett was one of the four uh, last golfers here. And I see him in a, I saw a matchup. He's even money, Darren. Even, and he's been playing well lately, too, Danny Willett has been. He's making a reemergence. And and I think Phil hasn't been playing that good. Phil Mickelson, only two top tens this year in 14 events. He's missed the cut or finished 50th or more uh, four, uh, nine times. Nine times. So I just think at, how is he favored over Willett? You're getting even money over for Willett over Phil. I think that's a great matchup. And you're getting and you're getting even money here. And then another guy that I was on last week, which I did hit in the top twenty, and I like the way this kid's playing too. At sixty to one to win the tournament, and, and you can get him at plus three hundred for top twenty is uh, Englishman Matthew Fitzpatrick. This kid's eighteenth in the world, like I said, twenty five years old. He's got four top tens. He finished third at the Memorial and on tour, guys. Darren, he is second, second in putting on the tour. So if you're second in putting, I'm going to take you for top twenty. If I'm going to get three to one, especially since the way he's been playing, so that's my uh, that's my sort of sleeper pick. And I also, like I said, I like Rory and I like Rob. Like it, Harry. Like I like that. I like that. I think Mick- Mickelson could have some trouble on this course too. So and uh, Willett has been pretty steady. So uh, not a bad call right there. We'll see. Well, and everyone again on BestBetCorner.com, you can go and check out all of our picks, all of our fictitious plays who we like uh, for sleepers, who we like to win it. You can check that out and see who wins that uh, contest we do every week. Um, I know we skipped it last week, but maybe there's a pick out there that uh, you like, Darren, uh, in terms of the U- UFC. Uh, again, they've done a fantastic job this whole time. Now the sport's, uh, the, the, the sport's coming back. Um, uh, I don't think it's going to take a back seat so much to everyone. If you're a UFC fan, you're going to watch. I understand. But um, but still, it, they, got, they went – uh, to the United Arab Emirates, came back. This is the second week they've been in Las Vegas, uh, still putting a card out pretty much every week. It's very impressive. Uh, is there something that you've already scoped out and that you like this week? All right, this, you know, I've, UFC has really carried me through this uh, quarantine period, right? So I've been watching it every week. Uh, Michael, uh, a brother Bry, we watch it. Uh, religiously every week, and we'll watch again on Saturday night. But this card is, uh, to me, the least of all my interests, not only this weekend, but in all the other cards that have happened. I have very little interest in this card. I know we have a uh, Lewis versus Olenek. Uh I think Michael will tell you that he kind of likes... Me, Cormier the week after, though, right? Well, that's, that's... Yes. Then, yeah. now we're talking the week after. You know, so this week is kind of, uh, you know, with everything going on, this, this, and they're producing, it's probably the best time for the UFC to put their weakest card out. Got, I don't think got. they purposely did it that way, 
but brother Bri- brother Bri likes Akhmadov, right? Um, is that who's fighting he- Weidman or Weidman? Weidman, How- right? Yeah, uh, right. So I kind of agree with that. I think um, Weidman is is uh, a little punched out. You could say. I think he his time has come and gone. He's got a weak chin right now. Uh, I kind I do kind of like that. And like Michael will say, Olenek. M- Lewis will beat Olenek if he if he lands. Uh, there's got to be one or two shots in there. Uh, other than that, Olenek will wrestle him probably the, uh, almost the whole time. And you could get very good value with Olenek at maybe like plus 220 in this. Uh, it's a five-rounder. I don't know if this is going to go five rounds. I could see like in the third round, Olenek uh, submitting uh, Lewis, uh, just cause Lewis will be so really? tired. If Lewis cannot knock him out, he will be exhausted by the third, if not the third, by the fourth round. And, uh, I could see, uh, a loss there. I, I could, I, Olenek's a smart guy. He's not gonna, he's, 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 you know, he's had a million fights in his career. He's not going to walk into something from Lewis. Uh, but Lewis can still tag you and, and knock you out at any moment. But I just think the value there is with, uh, Olenek, and I think uh, Michael would agree with that. And I think Brian would agree with that as well. All right, yeah, like we said, we got this is this, this week, and then the week after Cormier. I think Cormier's. I think he's like a minus one twenty favorite. Not that big. Yeah, well, uh, at one point, if you go back two months ago, uh, he was actually the underdog in this fight, so he was actually even money when uh, Stipe was minus one twenty. The roles have been slightly reversed. It's probably what now minus one twenty and minus one ten, or or something like that. It's uh, for Stipe. I'm seeing. I'm seeing. I'm seeing, seeing one twenty on Cormier right now. Yeah, that's right. Really, where he's fitting in. Uh, and we could talk about that one next week, and I'll tell you what I think yeah. about that. All right. For the record, I'm going to take. I'm going to take as an underdog here. I know you gave me a little crap last week about my underdog play, even though I've hit two plus two forty or higher in a row in UFC. Uh, I'm going to take Holtzman. Scott Holtzman at plus one thirty over uh, what's that? Darush. Uh, <laughs> I think, again, I, I don't, I don't look, he's know five a one lot. His last six. I have not seven studied, and zero. I've not studied this card. Uh, so uh, some of those fights, I really have no clue about. Yeah, well, just for, for the record, plus one thirty. Remember, so, so you can bust my chops. Uh, Holtzman over Darush when it, when Holtzman loses in the first round. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, listen, I know uh, we've, your Islanders are focused on that. Yeah. What do you oh, think? Yeah. I mean, I know we discussed this um, on Against All Odds uh, with these unders in the Eastern Conference. Do you think, Darren, just that it's these teams that, especially in the uh, in the uh, Position uh, for uh, fighting for position, not for the playoffs. Uh, it just seems like they're not giving it their all, and the games are going under because they're not trying so much on offense. They're not trying to show too much. Um, yeah, if, if you're talking about like those round robin games that they're playing for the seeding purposes, exactly. well, yeah. I, I personally thought the uh, Capitals Lightning game was absolutely fantastic uh, the other night. I, I do think a team like the Bruins seem to be. You know, between their first priest, you know, their they played like a exhibition game, and then uh, in their first game the other day, I feel like they're holding back a little bit. 
Uh, they, didn't even play, they didn't even play Tuka Rask. Didn't he, that shows yeah. how much they could care less well, about seeding. Well, I think, they didn't even play him. Because I think when it comes to the seeding in hockey, I think a lot of these teams are very well aware of that, you know, the eighth seed in the playoffs here could be as difficult as the sixth or seventh seed. It doesn't really well, matter. I do no, understand be, that it, if you're the higher seed, um, you have an advantage with line changes. Darren, and it's stuff actually like that, but right when it comes down to matchups, too. I know uh, you and I are both uh, high on the uh, Toronto Maple Leafs uh, to move on and and then go forward in the playoffs in the Eastern Conference. But a team like Columbus, who plays defense, Columbus gave up the third least goals. They gave up the third least goals in the league uh, for a seed where they're at. Uh, pretty amazing, and. A team like Toronto with that type of offense get shut down with a team that plays defense like uh, Columbus does. Yeah, and, and Toronto played a good game last night. They they were uh, more responsible on the defensive end last night. And you kind of had a feeling like they just needed to score one goal to get the sure. monkey off their back. Um, but look, I think this uh, Corpusalo for um, Columbus, uh, what a goaltender. Uh, I think it's going to take a lot to beat him. I'm a little worried about our Maple Leafs pick. But um, I tell you, the team right now, I, I, maybe maybe the Rangers just weren't ready for this. But I and Carolina Hurricanes, nobody is going to want to play them in the playoffs here. That's a team you, that you know the Rangers. You know the Rangers were four and zero against them in the regular season. Yeah, well, you know what? Rod Brindamore is he's he's he was a, always he was an excellent player in his own right, but he was a tough nosed player, and I think. Boy, just they have a great combination of grit and skill. And right now, I, I wouldn't want to be any team in playing them for, uh, from here on out. I just think that's a team. If you could find them at like 20 to 1 or better to win this whole thing, might be a team to look at right now, the Hurricanes. Yeah, it absolutely makes sense. I mean, they, they look. They look poised. They nothing's you know. They then just when the, when they had the opportunity, they struck and the, and bam, just like that. Three games and they're moving on. Absolutely. Yep. And hockey's uh, been fun. I, I've enjoyed it so far, though. Yeah, it, it's been good. I mean, uh, I know you hit one a nice one last night. Um, I tried staying up for it. I mean, I'm I'm on the West Coast. You're on the East Coast, and you're watching. I couldn't stay up on the West Coast. I was rooting for you though, and uh, I'm glad to see you hit something. Something good. Yeah, I've actually uh, the last couple of days I've uh, won big. I've cut into uh, my deficit, you good. could say. Nice, so nice. kind of um, happy about that. that. Uh, did 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 uh? So you needed. I'm just trying to remember. You needed. Uh, you needed uh, who? To, you needed. I had Vancouver to finish off right. a parlay last night, uh, right. and I had In Vancouver to I win the game, and I had. Uh, Jeez, let me look at uh, who else I had here, and uh, I got to look at my my sheet. I would like to know who you had. That would be so, uh, very interesting. So what I had, Harry, uh, I just had it pulled up. So I had the Leafs, the Maple Leafs at minus one fifty, the Predators okay. at minus one thirty five, and the Canucks at minus one hundred five. So it was about a plus four seventy parlay I had uh, yesterday. And then you hedged with the wild. I hedged with the wild because they were right. plus eight hundred going into the third period. And Boy, uh, what, that, could you, what, what, what could you got? What, what could you have gotten on the wild at plus one and a half at that time? 
That's a good question. I oh, I know, and they that would have been nice. Uh, you know what? Four three kind of got scary at the end, but uh, ah, they scored with nine seconds. Ago. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So, uh, can you imagine that though? We'd never win a bet like that, right? If we had them, no. if we had a plus one and a half, right? There's no way. Uh, oh, no, we got to go no. with nine seconds left to cover. Uh, I just Let's feel stop. like that would never have happened. Uh, I'm used to get. Uh, I'm used to uh, being done in the first 15 minutes lately. <laughs> I yeah. mean, <laughs> it's, it's, uh, it's so true. You know, I don't know. I, I, this baseball betting, I know you, everyone says, you know, listen, when I, I, you know, I've lived, worked in Vegas uh, for for 14 years. I worked in the books. And you know how many guys would come in and tell me that betting baseball is so easy? Oh, well, look. I, I mean, it is the hardest Brother thing. Brian, it's harder than anything. Brother Brian said, I think. And the games that are like minus 180 or above, right? Or those minus 200 games. Yeah. If yeah. you have gone the other way and taken the underdog, uh, you would, would have won 50% of the time and you would have made a lot of money because you'd be getting plus you know 160, plus 170, plus 180 on all these games. So right now what baseball is saying is you might as well be taking those heavy underdogs because – uh, it's just such a, especially in this year, it's such a weird year, Harry, right? So, uh, uh, you, plus that. You plus might, that. Yeah, you might as well just take, if you see a plus 180 in baseball, you might as well take it. You might as well. Uh, unless, <laughs> look, I, I, I also say when Garrett Cole is on the mound for the Yankees, yep, yep. You're riding with Garrett Cole. You know, you, you, you're riding with him. But I'll tell you what, there is, no, I'd say there's nobody out there. I mean, remember the, Back in the day, Darren, uh, the Pedro Martinez Boston Red Sox days, the uh, the Greg uh, the Greg Maddox Braves days, uh, you know Randy Johnson, they, uh, they were minus three fifty, three hundred and three fifty. But we knew every single time they're taking the hill, the game they would win the game. Abs- now, yeah, now you- the oh, there's the only I don't trust anybody at minus two hundred. Anybody I don't trust anybody at minus two sixty in Major League Baseball. The only guy. And- you could probably the only trust guy is Garrett Cole. Cole. That's it. It's I mean, Cole. Uh, because of the Yankees offense. Exactly. And he is dominating. Yes. I, be, besides Cole, I, I don't know if I don't do, I don't trust that on Scherzer right now. No way. I don't. I Look, I agree with right? that. Do I you? Agree. You know, maybe you could say Bieber on Cleveland Bieber. has been awesome but so is he far. A, but he's been awesome. But is he a minor? I know no, nice because lecture, Cleveland doesn't hit. They've they've only they haven't they're, hit. They're one and eleven on the overs. So if you've had them on the unders, you'd be rich, you know, yeah. right now. And uh, you know, Lindor Lindor hasn't even gotten hitting yet. You know, you know what I've mentioned, Harry, and I've said this to you. I think maybe in a podcast a week or two ago, um, and he finally gave up a run last night. One run. But Lance Lynn has been lights out for the Rangers, except yeah. the Rangers stink. And Lynn, Lynn, like I said, was there a more underrated stat than the, the fact that the guy had 246 strikeouts last year? Who knows that? Who knows I that know. about Nobody, Lance, Lance Nobody. Lynn? Right. You know, and right. It, it is weird about baseball, Harry. We grew up in a time where we looked at box scores all the time. And yeah. I've, I've actually wish. Uh, they still kind of had those like, you know, everybody's batting average and everybody. I know they kind of mm-hmm. do have that in the paper, but I'm talking about it. we used to buy the Sunday paper. I get my Sunday Newsday and live for the Sunday sports. And page it had when it, with the every baseball single pitcher's ERA 
and every single batter's ERA. And it was great because yep. Brother Bryce says to me the other day, he's like, man, you see the size of this guy Reyes on Cleveland? So I'm like, I know he's, I know he's huge. I go, let me look him up. Let me see how big he is. I look him up and I'm like, wait, this guy hit 37 home runs last year. Like mm-hmm. I, 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 I'm, it's, un, it's unbelievable. So many guys like that in baseball right now that you don't really know a lot about. And I think baseball do, has done a bad job with marketing these guys because, yeah, because how, we, you know, I, I just got to be honest. I, I don't, when I see the all-star lineups and I mean, not that there's one this year, but you know, last couple of years. I don't even know these guys really, and I'm trying to pay attention. But I know but back when we were kids, when we were you knew 14, every 15, kid 16, you could recite every single their player. average, and they're right. It's and that's what man, those were the good old days, you know. And that's uh, we all follow Super Seventy Sports, right? And, and he kind of yeah. reminisces about those type of things. And man, that was that was great the way it was back then. I watched the other day, just the other day, 1980. All Star Game, Darren. I think oh, it was in San Diego. It's awesome. I watch it for like th- I watch it for like three innings with the uniforms. The you know, it's just uh, it's just wow, Barry. They know? had on uh, about a month or two ago, and Sal was watching too. They had on like the uh, from the late seventies, uh, like a marathon, like six maybe six straight episodes of This Week in Baseball. Right? Oh dun, wow! Dun dun dun! Right. Comes on. Twib notes. Twib and, notes. Oh, and I'm like, wow, what a what a great time to be alive that was, you know? Like yeah. it was so fun and it, it it's uh I don't think you could duplicate that now. But anyways, I I, I digress. Oh no, that was that was uh, that was it, wasn't it? Those were the times. That was yeah. something. Well look, we've got uh yeah, that's just just going to, to say again, just base just I don't know how we got off, but, but saying we're talking about what we're saying. But again, with the baseball, it's just so difficult to predict. It just really, again, when people would say that to me in Vegas, I would just laugh because if if you hit uh, hit three in a row on minus two forty, well, good luck. You guessed right. That's my opinion. Absolutely, um, I feel that way about baseball. Uh, if, if you bet three big favorites, one of them is probably likely to lose. Uh, and I've, and that's, that's a fact. I mean, it's just so hard, so hard to bet baseball. So poor Sal, right? Sal and brother Bry had like the Rays. Uh, we <laughs> they, all did on Sunday. The Rays, but they had them like the Rays plus three plus and, a four half, and a half or four and a half four against and a half. the Orioles. Right. I, you and I had them to win to have, yeah. and we figured oh, the Rays won't get swept to the Orioles. These guys had them plus four and a half and they lose the bet. They lose it. It's unbelievable. Crazy. Awful, right? Crazy. I mean, I mean oh. to be honest, the Orioles and the Tigers haven't been that terrible. I had a feeling this year it would just work out that way, right? Like you're going to have well, somebody like that in the playoffs this year. It's just the way it's going to be. Yeah, it's, it's going to be because you have a like – 60 games, like over 162 games, if you're a bad team, you're going to lose those close games. But in a 60-game season, who knows, even if you're a bad team, Detroit's actually 5-5. Five and five, and 500 believe, probably gets you into the playoffs 500, this year. And I, I think they're batting like 28th as a team, and their team ERA is like 24th. Yet they're 5-5. Five and five, They're hanging in there. Incredible. That's incredible. I mean, honestly, well. Again, uh, look, we've got sports back. I really uh, look. We've got some picks out there. Again, I I don't know about like we have NBA every day too, and from basically uh, pretty early in the day, and then uh, and then into the nighttime. 
are you are, these games have been pretty good like you mentioned before like i said Darren, the you know it's it's a weird feel because it's almost like these games have been very competitive but at the same time like are the guys we've seen some crazy scores crazy too. well that's what i'm saying so are the guys i i don't know i, I don't know if there's that playoff intensity there yet and but the games have been pretty entertaining um the bubble's working out there uh the bubble's working out in the nhl but yeah the nba has been pretty good uh again hard to predict though right it's another sport right now because we don't really know with some of these teams like all right uh you know the lakers really right now have nothing to play for they have nothing to play for so you're almost better off betting against the Lakers the rest of the way. Um, uh, and, and, you know, the Milwaukee Bucks proved last night they have very little to play for at this at this point. So I think it's a matter for these guys, the next three or four of these um, bubble games, to c- kind of just keep yourself healthy. Now, but then you have those teams fighting to get in. I mean, if the Grizzlies lose again today, uh, are they? it's possible that... They might not make the playoffs, right? They or, may not. Like, you I, know, I had mentioned. Uh, yeah, I had mentioned to you. I think you, the other uh, the other day, Morant has not been shooting well from long range. I think he was. Uh, I think he's like two for like twenty two since the return. Well, he's two so, for two today so oh, there far. You go. Um, so, but I mean, the, the some of in the bubble so far, what's happening is, and it, it, again, it's it's nothing that is surprising, but uh, these teams who shoot a lot of three-pointers, and if they hit about one-third of them, they're going to win these games. So if, you can sh- if you're shooting 50 and you make sev- 17, you have a pretty good chance of winning these games. It's just the way it's been going. So, Yeah, I mean, I, it's been fun, both of them. I mean, it's again, been fun. I can't, I can't look. It's been fun. We've got it back. Um, you know, yep. a lot of stuff, and we've got the PJ Championship, like we mentioned earlier. In the show, so a lot of stuff going on. We just we back, just got to now make sure football's got to figure something out to make sure this season happens. That's that's it. That's it. Football's got to figure it out, make something work. Uh, uh, because I don't right now, I'm not sure what they have planned is really going to work in in the long run. So um, right. they got to find some type of bubble thing too, and and make this work. You get they got time, make it work here. Well, thanks. I absolutely, Darren. And again, thanks for being on. Uh, you got Best it, Harry. Corner. Appreciate it, Michael. Thanks again, our producer for the show. Um, everybody, stay uh, stay well. We will have another show next week. We'll dive in, uh, Darren. Whenever uh, whenever you feel like it, we'll dive into the NBA uh, playoffs. By then, uh, oh yeah, the, the, the season will be over. We'll have matchups. So we'll come up with stuff like that. So for uh, no doubt, for me, Parley Parley Kid at the at the Chalk Talker. I'm at the Chalk Talker, Harry. Then I'm at AAO Harry. Everybody, listen. Uh, again, have a great weekend of uh, sports. We'll talk to you next week for uh, for Harry uh, and us on Bet Production. This has been the Best Bet Corner.